a playlist original. Hello and welcome back to episode four of the Breakfast Book Club. I'm Emily and today I'm joined by Cece, also known as My Shared Bookshelf. We discuss a lot of favourite authors in this episode, but I think it's safe to say we are 100% John Boy and fangirls. You could probably make a drinking game out of how many times we mentioned him or his book. We actually both chose one in particular as our most important read. Cece has the best book recommendations I always know I'll enjoy something if I see it on her page, so my to-be-read list has grown so much thanks to this episode, and I'm sure yours will too. Hi Cece, how are you? Hi Emily, I am great, thank you, how are you? Yeah, not too bad. Um, it's very dark here at the minute it seemed to be quite light and then all of a sudden it's gone pitch black so yeah no agreed yeah slightly longer evenings but it does seem to yeah drop very quickly but luckily it's it's Thursday nearly at the weekend yeah nearly at the weekend I mean you can't do much but it's just nice (laughs) to know it's the weekend (laughs) it's some like mental outlet it's like oh great another weekend I'm doing nothing but (laughs) yeah (laughs) Um, so we will start today by talking about our current reads. So what are you currently reading? So I'm actually being a bit bold and reading more than one book, which I used to never do. And it's a bad habit I've gotten into that I need to kick. <laughs> but I'm reading um, The Followers uh, by Megan Angelo, uh, which is our I'm part of a book club uh, here in London with some friends. And then I'm reading Ready Player One um, as well. And then the third book, very bold. Um, it's, it's a French book, but the English title is um, The Disappearance of Stephanie Mailer. So taking me a bit longer to get through that I do speak French, but I haven't spoke like read it in years. So that's kind of, I'm kind of picking it up as we go. But yeah, three very different books and I'm determined to finish all three before I pick up another one. <laughs> yeah, I cannot read more than one book at a time. I think if I really tried, I probably could. But if I, I just get like sucked into a book and I'm like, oh, I can't read anything else. So I know I just stop. I've been reading a nonfiction all month. And I keep like dipping into it. But every time I mm-hmm. pick up a new book, I'm like, mm, no, yeah. <laughs> that'll yeah, have to wait. Yeah. So hopefully I finish it before next, well, next week. But um, yeah, yeah. that's as far as I go with reading more than one book at a time. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to ever do it. And then I think I kind of started because I probably yeah have a nonfiction book on the go that maybe something just to kind of lighten it up a bit and then yeah now I just got into a habit where I'll kind of get through one and then pick up another one and as you were saying I feel like you can't really get as like absorbed into it and then I kind of have to go back a chapter and be like who's this person again so now I'm determined <laughs> it's like it'll be my Lent finish these three books and then yeah <laughs> go back to only reading one That's it. Um, yeah. which of the three are your favorite which one are you enjoying the most oh um they're all very different um I am actually really enjoying the followers like it's so basically I guess um quick quick summary it is um kind of goes between a story in 2015 and then 2051 and it's following some of the same characters and essentially um in 2051 you have these kind of like elite communities around the world that are being watched all the time so kind of Truman show type thing and oh. um, so it's kind of like the Truman show and the circle have had a baby and um, so like it's quite creepy because it's it's not too far off what could what could happen you know like I feel like we're so voyeuristic as as a species anyway so it's quite interesting with 
how extreme it's gotten um, and how obsessed we are with social media and all that kind of stuff. So, no, yeah, really, really interesting. Um, uh, Yeah, I'm excited to see how it develops and what actually happens in the end. I feel like there will be a big reveal. So we'll see. That makes me want to pick it up, actually, because I've seen it. And the cover alone makes me want to pick it up. But I didn't actually know what it was about. And I thought it was going to be a bit of like an influencer type book. And I thought, no, not for me. Mm -mm -mm. (laughs) But that, that sounds really good. Yeah, no, really interesting, like flying through it. Um, and yeah, just because we would normally in our book club, we try to pick books we wouldn't normally read just to try and kind of like broaden our reading horizons. Um, and we haven't really done these kind of dystopian future ones in ages. So, yeah, no, I'll let you know um, how it's going. But yeah, but like, yeah, very not, like the idea itself isn't too crazy, but it is still quite unique and it is kind of creepier. Like, oh, God. <laughs> I know I always think that like when you read I don't read much like dystopian future but when I do I think god like this could actually happen I remember reading Handsmaid's Tale at the very Mm -hmm. start of lockdown which I didn't end up enjoying the book and I think it was because it was the start of lockdown (laughs) I was just but as I was reading it I was thinking is, is this what's happening? And I was like, no, we're locked down because of a virus, not just because like, <laughs> yeah, 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 we're yeah. doing it for a reason. But yeah, after that, I haven't picked up one since. It just wasn't really for me. No, it can be a bit airy. And then it, of course you have those like, existential crises where you're like why are we here and where are we going and it's like okay no (laughs) so yeah yeah but no I'll let you know how I get on as as a finishes anyway Mm -mm -mm. so I am currently reading the authenticity project by Bully have you read it no, I really want to, though. I've heard amazing things. And just the cover, as you said, similar to the followers, is fast. Yeah. So nice. The cover yeah, yeah. sells it. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm only a few it? chapters in, but okay. it's It's like a nice, easy read. Not too much has happened yet, but the general premise is someone writes in this notebook about their life and their like authentic truth and leaves mm-hmm. it somewhere for somebody else. And then they write theirs in and it just gets passed along. So, so at nice. the moment it's it's in Thailand, but it's come from London. So oh, that's very I think cool. it's like about to like really pick up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard anyone say anything bad about it yet. So Yeah, no, me neither. I've heard great things. Oh yeah, definitely let me know uh, how you get on. But one that's high on my list, but I've like a thousand other books to read. So Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. No, there's so many great books out there and I think that's one thing I love about you know the Instagram accounts that it's such a great way to find new books that you necessarily wouldn't have heard about before and not good for my bank account but um, yeah yeah yeah, great great way to actually discover new reads and what's coming out and stuff like that it's really good yeah because there's so many books I well most of the books I've found through bookstagram I would have never picked up there's like the odd one or two that I see and go oh Mm. that's been I've seen that offline that's been recommended I'll definitely buy it now but most of them I'm like what's this like I'll just pick it up I just thought I always like knew about new releases until I joined Bookstagram and realized I have no clue (laughs) oh stop and so many every day like it's mental and even like the sub genres as well like before you probably would have said oh there's fantasy there's this and this but even all these like historical fiction and this and yeah like it really kind of broadens your your knowledge of the whole landscape it's great yeah. yeah really good Mm-mm-mm. 
So what would be your current favourite at the moment? So a book I finished in January, um, which has very quickly kind of gone to the, the top of my list is The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. So a book that, yep, saw through Bookstagram. Um, I had kind of heard of it before, but definitely was seeing it mainly through Bookstagram that it came onto my radar and oh my god it just blew me away like firstly I bawled my eyes out I'm not a crier uh, but this like got me right in the feels and it's just like firstly Kristen Hanna's writing is amazing it's kind of like when I read The Hearts of Visible Furies and I binged all of John Boyne's books I think that's going to happen with this um, <laughs> and her writing's just really it's a bit like the story is about you know wartime in, in France during World War II and it focuses on these two sisters and like mainly on them but it also kind of looks at the roles that women played in war like it's such an interesting thing to think about because you never really think about it it's normally about the men and the heroes where these women even though they weren't necessarily on the front line they were still playing these major parts and you know uh, in whatever way that they acted in the war and yeah like it's so well written and like the characters are amazing and then like the last like 100 pages are just an emotional roller coaster you think you've just recovered from something and then she throws something else at you and you're like oh god but like (laughs) highly recommend it like it's just really opens your eyes to you know yeah like the importance of like women in war and how kind of underestimated they were which in a way was kind of a great thing because people didn't actually think they'd be so capable of doing things um and yeah like you know as you always know I always recommend the hearts invisible furies that will forever be my number one but the nightingale has very quickly gotten under there as well so yeah no great book well if it's up there with the hearts invisible furies I'll have to add it to my list because I just am obsessed with that book oh it's so good have you watched it's a sin I have actually me and my housemates only watched it last week and so yeah the, the Hearts of Isla Fury is the first thing that came into my head yeah. when I watched it when I was watching it I was like it's obviously very different to the movie mm. like they're completely mm-hmm. different things but I was like this if the Hearts of Invisible Furies was going to be a TV show it would be similar to like that yeah. sort of vibe I was like I love this as sad yeah. and heartbreaking as it is it was incredible yeah. so good and I, I was just gonna say I always feel like when you watch things like like it's a sin Party doesn't want to be like, oh, I love this because it's so devastating. You're like, oh, yeah. like we shouldn't enjoy watching things like this. But it was just, it was incredible the way that they portrayed it. Yeah, no, totally agree. Like we, I think, yeah, what me and my housemates watched it over like two evenings, and yeah, as you were saying, like it's of what's so sad. Like it's focusing on the AIDS crisis, and but they do it in a way that you're still actually la- like crying with laughter as well. Like the way yeah. they tell the story is so accessible. And I think that's what I loved about the Hearts of Visible Curious with John Boyne. Like the story is really sad. If you really cut it down to its main themes, like it's about, you know, living in Ireland as a gay person, living in Ireland and having a baby out of wedlock, like then the age crisis, like, but the way he tells it as well, like you're crying as a laughter as much as you're crying with yeah. sadness. Um, but yeah, no, I totally agree as well because you're like, I really recommend this, but don't judge me for recommending it. Yeah, like, yeah, like it is. It's gonna break really your hard. heart, but it's good. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. But no, loved it. Yes, I would highly recommend the series as well. Very, very good. Yeah, um, so sad. Yeah, it really is. Um, so my current favorite at the mo- well, I say at the moment this week, I changed my favorites. Like oh, same. Weather. Every mood. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> is um, Shiver by Ali Reynolds. Have you read it? No, I really want to. Um, I actually, one of the few books I never heard back from on that galley, raging. Um, but no, loved the summary that I, I read your review. Um, and yeah, it sounds excellent. Like, right, yeah, so I definitely need to get that onto my list. It was really good. Yeah, it was so good. So, like, when I first read it, I was like, mm, a snowboarding book. Like, I am definitely no snowboarder. <laughs> But, you know, I'll give it a go. It's a thriller. I'm sure I'm going to enjoy it. I could not put it down. Like, there was so many. Yeah, there was so many, like, twists and turns. But, you know, when you don't realise that there are twists until, Mm. like, a few chapters on and you're like, oh, my God, like, that's what that was. And then the end and you just don't see it coming. So definitely would recommend it. Um, Yeah, I'll have to to get on that. So I loved your review and I think... It's hard to find books that really take you on that twist and turn because sometimes you see them coming from a mile away, but when they totally blindside you, you're like, oh my, like you rethink yeah. everything. You're like, what? <laughs> I yeah. need to go back to the beginning because like, surely this must have been somewhere, but like it really yeah. wasn't. It was one yeah, of those books yeah. that you go, oh, I'd, I'd definitely read it again. Like I never reread okay. books, but maybe mm, that's a good sign. in a few years when I've forgot mm-hmm. what the twists are, I'd pick it up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, well, that's definitely going high up on the list. So that's great. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) So the main question of the podcast really is your most important read. Mm -hmm. So what would be your most important read? God, to be honest, I would think it would be The Hearts in Invisible Theories. Like, I think it... uh, And I remember my mum recommended it to me years ago because she read it in her book club. And it was kind of one of those books I kind of read in the back and I was like, oh, it sounds kind of good. And it slowly dropped down my list. And then I think I think it was this time last year, like January last year, I finally decided to read it and like regretted that I hadn't read it before. But it's one of those books that I would love to forget and read again because yeah. I just think the impact it has, like you kind of like afterwards, like it kind of took me a couple of days to fully recover from it because it is just like, you know, as we were saying, it addresses some of these really big things and also I think for people who aren't Irish it gives a really interesting insight into the country and like you know we have come a really long way we've like equal marriage rights and things like that now and you know you can divorce is legal like it just shows how archaic the country is but like that isn't that long ago like it's quite recent and you know what you know poor girls had to go through when they got pregnant and they weren't married and they were kicked out of the home and then the kid was probably put up for adoption and then of course, being, you know, homosexual in Ireland as well. Like there's so many layers to the story and I think it's so educational and so eye-opening, but it's hilarious as well. Like I just, balance Boyne finds between opening your eyes to these topics, but in a way that it doesn't take away from how sad and how serious you are. You still fully understand that, but yeah, it's it's just yeah, like I just I, th- I think he's brilliant. Like I have to say, I've read nearly all of his books since then, and yeah, like, like I know you and I talk about his stuff all the time. Like yeah. it's just, I think definitely an important book because you really enjoy it, but you take so much from it as well. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I heard about it was one of the ones I heard about off Bookstagram, and then mm-hmm. I think it might have been your review, like back when I started Bookstagram, and I was like, oh, that that's that book. Like I'll have to have to pick it up. And then when I got it and realised it was like 700 pages long, I was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, I'm going to have to wait a while. But it was one, it, 
I knew I wanted to read it. Mm-hmm. So in, I picked it up and I was like, this will probably take me a month. And it took me a week because I, I just know. could not put it down. I was like this, like, I just loved cereal. I was like, yeah, I <laughs> need to keep now. reading it. Yeah. Um, but like you say, it was so funny. There were things in it. And I would just be sat there on the couch laughing, like yeah. laughing my head off. And my boyfriend's Irish. So I'd oh, like, really? read out oh. a sentence to him and he'd be like, yeah, like, that's just that's just what <laughs> people tone, say. The, to- the tone is really Irish that you can yeah. actually imagine them saying it on the street. That's gas. That's so funny. <laughs> but I've found that quite often with other Irish authors that have read the tone just makes things that they say hilarious mm, mm. the snowflake by louise nealon which is mm-hmm. out in may that's mm. it's okay she's not she doesn't write like john boyne but it's very similar in it comes through mm. yeah and yeah. i was just like this is it's heartbreaking as well like the hearts invisible furies but mm-hmm. you're laughing and you're like i, sh- I shouldn't be laughing at you like <laughs> I know, it's a serious know. topic, but she's just so frank about it, and I think that's like part of the Irish humour is you're just so frank about stuff. And oh like, yeah, like, you, English people would never say that because you wouldn't get away with it. <laughs> yeah, no, we're we're very unapologetic, and to be honest, I think a lot of that comes from the fact that we're very uncomfortable with feelings as Irish people. It's like <laughs> I don't know if it's if that's what the church has done to us or whatever, but yeah, we're so I think it's like this self you know we love to kind of like make fun of ourselves and it's this kind of self-depreciating humor and as you were saying sometimes it's just super blunt it's just said the way it is and it, yeah it just adds this extra element uh to it so no, I'm, I'm happy you could appreciate that because I think sometimes some people are like this is really inappropriate but if you get the Irish context that it does that a nice yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 definitely oh there's yeah so, so so many great books out there and I actually love how a lot of Irish authors are really getting spot. It seems kind of in the last six months, yeah. there's a lot of kind of spotlight around them, which is great because, you know, we would, co- we would say we are a country of storytellers. Like we love to talk as you're probably you know, <laughs> from this. Um, and, you know, it, it really is a big part of our culture and who we are. So it's so nice that it's kind of coming through now with all of these great big books. So no, and I think through you, they'll definitely get a lot of uh, great, uh, great exposure. So no, great that you're enjoying them, which is, yeah, re- really nice to hear. Yeah, I don't think I've actually read anything by an Irish author and I've gone, oh, I don't like this. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> so far, they've all been good. Yeah, um, yeah. Good, good. So good to hear. my important read this week, and I kind of should have seen this coming and chose a different book, but I also I chose that. <laughs> The Heart's Invisible Furies. So I was like... <laughs> I was trying to gauge it and I was like, I'll go with the Hearts of Israel Furies. We always discuss John Boyne. Just mm-hmm. go as soon as we started recording this, I thought, oh, I bet CC's also chose <laughs> the Hearts of Israel Furies. Damn it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, we both say, reader, so if that doesn't tell you to pick it up, I don't know what does. Yeah. No, um, and I think any other person who finds out about it has the same reaction it's just one of those books because like there's other really good books that in a way you know really kind of get you and they're really emotional and they kind of leave their mark but people might not necessarily recommend them because they find that it's kind of a little like for example a little life I don't know if you've read that that is same don't judge me it's fantastic but it is very 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 heavy and I like in my review I very blatantly said I was like look I recommend it but I would be 
careful because it's not for everyone where I feel like the Hearts Invisible Furies anyone can read it like it's it's literally a book for everybody I think that's what's so nice about it yeah it's so well I don't want to say rare because I haven't obviously read all the books but from what I've read it's so rare to find a book that touches on such important and hard-hitting topics but Mm -hmm. while still being really accessible and the writing's accessible and the writing's incredible but it's not Sometimes you yeah. read really like good books and you're like, oh, I need a PhD to understand this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whereas yeah. this, The Heart of Movie Furies just isn't like that at all. Anybody yeah. could pick it up and be like, oh yeah, this yeah, is I got good. It. Yeah. Oh God. Well, yeah. Next time I'll definitely try to think of another book for, for doing this again. I have a feeling here, but got to go for that one. But it just, it just shows it's yeah. how good it is. So yeah. So what other John Boyne book would you recommend you said you've read? Oh, um, nearly all of them. I really, really liked A Ladder to the Sky. So that one is um, like actually quite different. So it's essentially about um, this guy who wants to be an author and he's a very good writer, but doesn't actually really have the imagination to come up with the stories. So he basically steals the stories and it's just a, very interesting insight into like how far people will go for like their own greed and like the betrayal and like there's a lot of kind of dark parts in it um like very very dark actually but uh like very very uh well written very interesting like yeah so different to um the hearts of visible furies but in a way i kind of liked that because it was still great like it just shows he can yeah. john boyne can tap into so many different areas um and then another one that's kind of emotional in the way that the hearts of visible furies is not to the same extent but uh the absolutist that's another really nice one it's about um a soldier who has come back from england after the war and he's trying to find the sister of a guy he became really good friends with i won't say much more but yeah there's yeah there's yeah it's a few common themes there but uh no like yeah he's so good like he's written like he wrote the boy in the striped pajamas i like, had no clue about that it was only after i read hearts of visual furious and i was like googling them to find other books and i was like well i mm. i would never in a million years have guessed that no me neither so yeah like it just shows how like talented he is like and I think that's what is so great like he really is a storyteller and like he can so clearly pick something and really really talk about it Um, and like of course you know Stephen King another person who can talk about so many other um very very different genres and storylines where then a lot of other authors kind of stick to similar you know kind of pillars but uh yeah like I haven't really read any of his that I haven't liked. It's I guess I always compare them to the Hearts of Invisible Fury, so <laughs> yeah. it's, a fair, it's a pretty high benchmark. But uh, yeah, no, so he's such a good author. Like I've totally fallen in love with his stuff, um, and would love to read them all again for the first time. Well, that's the sign of a good book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, the best compliment you can give. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, so, what would be your most anticipated read? for 2021 I was having a good think about this because there's so many great books and that's actually one thing I love about NetGalley like gives you such a good idea of yeah. what's what's to come um, and when like one that kind of really stuck out to me was Ariadne so because I've kind of gone on a bit of a Greek mythology binge um, so I finished uh, A Thousand Ships recently, loved it, finished Circa, 
recently loved it um, and what I, I really loved about those two books and kind of going back to the Nightingale is they're very much about the women so you know Greek mythology we all know about Zeus and Poseidon and all these great gods but there's so many amazing women and heroines and goddesses who are part of those stories so like A Thousand Ships and Circa very much putting them at the fore and Ariadne is similar so it's kind of a different take on like the story of Crete and the Minotaur and it's kind of focusing on the women beside that. So, yeah, and I'm looking forward to that. It seems to be a, a theme that's happening now where it's kind of bringing Greek mythology to the fore, but in a completely different light, which is quite cool. Yeah, I've seen so many books at the moment about Greek mythology, but like historical fiction. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what, what's happened, what's caused this like sort yeah. of boom, or maybe it's always been there. Yeah, um, yeah. But there does seem to be so many and it's not something I would ever choose mm-hmm. i'm not really a historical fiction fan anyway well yeah yeah fair enough um what's interesting about greek mythology is for me anyway because like i love historical fiction and i love fantasy and it's like the two of those two genres combined so like a thousand ships for example i actually learned so much about the trojan war for like when i think of the trojan war i think of brad pitt and orlando bloom <laughs> <laughs> from the Troy film um where and I thought maybe the war lasted a week and it actually lasted 10 years um so you learn so many things from the book and like it's as I guess historically accurate as the Trojan war can be but then you have all of the other lovely elements of the goddesses and the gods and the muses and the nymphs who were a part of that so it's like a really nice mix of the two um which yeah I just thought was really really cool so but yeah like I think it, it probably is a particular like interest for certain people it's not for everyone I think you've just hit the nail on the head there with why I can't get on board with it and that's okay. because I done a level drama oh. so we done the Greek classics and I think okay. I'm just so bit traumatized from like studying them so maybe like a Greek yes like a nice accessible Greek historical fiction about the women that might be my in yeah yeah, it could I think be, that's yeah. something as well about Bookstagram is it makes makes me want to read genres that I'd never normally read because every mm-hmm. time I've done it, I've gone, oh, this is really good. Cool. Like I like this. Yeah, so, totally agree. Yeah, yeah. No, it really pushes your your kind of reading boundaries because like before I started my account, my blog, which was called like last June already, I yeah read a lot of a lot of fantasy and a lot of kind of. I guess contemporary fiction like Weather Crawdad Singh those kind of ones where yeah like historical fiction I've really gotten into kind of feminist books as well like I wouldn't have thought I was not that I didn't think I was feminist but I wouldn't have thought I was not that I might get oh feminism whatever <laughs> but you know what I mean like I, I actually yeah. realized like certain books like um you know Girl Woman Other and some of those like you know very nice but yeah like it is such a great way to broaden your horizons um and even if it is that you figure out that you don't like that certain genre at least you know it's kind of learning yeah. in that as well mm. yeah definitely one thing I've realized lately is I've seen someone post about like obviously there's a big thing about diversifying your bookshelf in terms mm-hmm. of race but then someone said like you know what, what's your gender split like male to female I have so many male on my shelf and then I went and looked and I was like oh I like it, they're basically all women <laughs> and I would never yeah. have thought that like because I don't I don't tend to think about the gender of who's writing the book I'm just like oh I'll just read yeah. this book it sounds good yeah it'll but be similar it 
it's quite interesting when you go and have a look whether yeah. you do tend to go towards like female writers or male writers and which ones mm. you enjoy because there was no differentiation in mine it's just like a book's a book <laughs> yeah no because I'm actually just looking at my um huge pile of books um <laughs> and just on a quick glance I actually think I'm fairly evenly spread if not not maybe a few more women than men but yeah like because I have a few favorite authors like John Boyne Jodie Pickled uh you know a few others but apart from that yeah a, a book's a book um yeah. <laughs> for me like and yeah like I guess sometimes you do notice people are like oh I don't understand why he had to have a female protagonist like what would he understand or like oh you know like th- they're storytellers like this is you yeah. know it's, it's, I think the, the, it goes the, both yeah. ways doesn't it like that's saying a man can't write about a woman is similar to saying a woman can't write about a man like oh, t- yeah exactly you're gonna yeah, have both be... genders in a book so <laughs> exactly exactly no but yeah I'd be similar to you it's something I've actually not put a lot of thought into but it's it's actually interesting uh now, now, now that you say it I'm definitely gonna have a good look through all my books now and see see how they weigh out um it's kind of like chefs like the amount people think cooking is a female thing but the amount of chefs out there that are actually men yeah. so yeah it's quite yeah um yeah an interesting comparison mm. so my anticipated read stick it's not a new book coming out it's already released it's in paperback as well so it's been out for quite okay. a while but mm-hmm. sticking on the theme of Irish authors is Out of Love by Hazel oh. Hayes um yeah. have you read that one no I have it though no. so uh yeah it's, definitely yeah I've, I've heard great things yeah I so Out of Love I just assumed it was still going to be a love story Mm-hmm. But it works its way backwards, so it shows you fallen. It shows the characters falling out of love, which I think is so interesting to see. And I seen someone put a review up. I think it was Books with Han. Mm-hmm. She said, "Like it's you'll be crying. It's heartbreaking towards the end because you're at the beginning then, and yeah. you, but you know what's going to happen." I was like, "Oh, I don't know whether yeah, <laughs> I can read that." that. I'm, I'm such an emotional person when it comes to like love stories, and I don't know. I don't know why. I think I've watched The Notebook a few too many times and <laughs> altered me as a person. Um, but yeah, so that's definitely on my list of what I'm hoping to get to. I'm going to say in the next month or two. Oh, yeah. Be well, yeah, easier. yeah. Yeah. No, I've, I've heard really good things. So, yeah, no, I'm definitely hoping to read, uh, get around to that soon as well. Um, and yeah, no, I've, I've seen some really good reviews. And it's just, it's a very interesting concept. So I think. Yeah, yeah, so it's just a, a little bit different to, to what you'd normally read, which is quite interesting. Yeah, definitely. So that brings us towards the end. And I have two final questions for All you. Right. And they are your Desert Island book and a breakfast. Oh, this is so hard. Oh, God. <laughs> this would change with my mood as well. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say The Hearts Invisible Furies because I've literally spoken about that for like five hours. <laughs> um, if I had to choose, I actually think I would go with Eleanor Oliphant is completely fine, which I think some people would think is a bit random. But for me, and I know a lot of people find it quite a difficult book to read, so, you know, it, it's very sad. Um, but in a way, like how John Boyne uh, uh, writes the hearts of visible furies there are some very funny moments in it as well so like it's a great book for you know kind of highlighting you know depression and some, some other really big topics that really should be spoken about 
But like there are times where you are falling off your chair laughing. The writing is excellent. So I think it would be in a book that you could pick up. And even though there's a lot to it, it's still, you know, kind of, you know, lightens up the mood a bit. And if you're stuck on a desert island, you probably need something to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to, to, to help you with that. So, yeah, I think I might choose that. But that answer will change in about an hour, probably. Yeah, um, so I actually read Eleanor Oliphant in Cuba on holiday. This is obviously oh, okay. Perfect. back in... 2018 maybe okay back when we could travel yeah (laughs) Um, and could not put it down but now I I think I read it so fast that I don't remember I didn't take it in I can't remember what actually happened so when people like I know it's one of my favorite books and I tell like I recommend it to friends I'm like you need to pick this up you need to read Mm -hmm. this and then they go oh yeah okay what's it about I'm like um I don't know (laughs) I know it's good or I don't know what it's about so I think that would be one that I'll pick up and reread now that I forgot (laughs) yeah yeah well and and to be honest that's probably one of the first books I said that I would love to read again for the first time like uh forgetting it because it just yeah like same to you like couldn't put it down and uh, yeah I just yeah, found it like amazing. I can see why some people wouldn't be a massive fan. I think it is kind of a marmite situation. Um, but yeah, no, I loved it. And then for the breakfast that would go with that. Yeah, oh god, back when we would go to brunch. Um yeah. I would always be stuck between eggs benedict or pancakes and bacon, maple syrup. Um I'll go with eggs benedict, it's so slightly healthier. <laughs> Yeah, slightly. <laughs> I mean, you're oh, on the yeah. desert island, so yeah, well, yeah. you can have, have whatever you want. <laughs> that's, very, that's very, very true. But no, I think, yeah, reading Eleanor on the front on the beach with some eggs benedict would, uh, yeah, would be uh, not, not, not too bad of a situation. How about you? What would your escape food and book be on an island? Every day I just think about pancakes. <laughs> well, I, um, I hope you enjoyed Pancake Tuesday the other day. I did. I'm bringing her pancakes <laughs> for breakfast, dinner, and tea. Like, that all was the day only way to do it. <laughs> because, like, so now for Lent, I've given up treats. So I was like, I need to get all the treats on the pancakes. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not, not messing about here. So we had, like, yeah. sweet and savoury. Um, I did the same. Nice. Yeah. Best way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, got to go out with a bang. Yeah. <laughs> Even, like, now I think about meals that I had back before lockdown. And when I didn't choose pancakes and I just sit there and I'm like, what a waste. Like I just had pancakes in that, like when we went to that restaurant, because I didn't know that it was the last time. <laughs> so yeah, definitely big pancake fan. And I, I didn't guess. get that. I, did, I didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> Book is so hard. So uh, hard. Oh, I know. The Hating Game. I've just recently I'm, read that. I haven't read it. I've heard it's really good. Like I, I just stopped doing uni work for the day because I was as I was I doing think I remember it, seeing your story actually yeah. and you were like, oh god, what have I done? <laughs> like yeah. I just could every time I was trying to type anything, I just kept thinking about the book and it was sat next to me. So I was like, do you know what? Just have a day. Yeah. Just read yeah. the book and get back to work. So that was that was a waste of a uni day, but a great reading day. <laughs> yeah, well, you need those mental health days, you know, just have yeah. a bit of me time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I'll have to pick that up. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so for the final question, it is your three bookish dinner guests. 
This is a really good question. Well, I think you can probably assume John Boyne is definitely up there. Um, and then um, Gray Norton, I think. I've only read one of his books, but I just love his show. And I just think he would be a brilliant dinner yeah. guest. That's also, a really good choice, actually. He's an author. So, I wouldn't have thought then, of that. And then oh, definitely want a woman. Um, oh, it has to be like Jodie Pickles or Kristen Hanna. Um, I'll go for Jodie Pickles because I've read more of her books. And actually similar in a way to John Boyne, like she's just so good at taking some really heavy topics like abortion, um, you know, racism, all these things. And like her books aren't funny, but they're still written in a way that you know, everybody can kind of can read them. But yeah, so I think John Boyne, Graham Norton and Jodie Pickles, three very interesting people. I would have nothing to talk to, talk about, not just like three of them. <laughs> I think that's <laughs> the dream, let your guests talk and just be like, oh, what, yeah. what are you three? What's going on in your lives? Like, I know, just soak it all in. And yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, it would just be such a fruitful conversation. What about you? Is John Boyne on your list? Well, Yes. Since this is now the John Boyne fan club episodes, <laughs> we're not being we're not being paid for this. By I know. <laughs> Just a big ad for John Boyne. Yeah. <laughs> that brings us to the end. Thank you so much for being a guest. Um, oh no, uh, thank you. Founder member of the John Boyne fan club. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, his ears are probably burning. Oh, well, thank you for having yeah. me. Um, really no yeah so really appreciate that you asked me to, to come on and you know huge congratulations very loving the show so far so definitely keep it up um oh, thank you yeah, yeah no, looking forward to seeing what else comes out in the future thank you so much for listening to this episode of the breakfast book club i hope you've enjoyed it and if you have please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review bye